0: Congratulations. You made it to the Excville. You can sit back and relax, unpack your bags, and we hope you enjoy the show.
1: Mike, a.k.a. MTB Trigger here, and with me as always is my co-host Ronald, a.k.a. Eric. If you are brand new, welcome. This is an Escape from Tarkov podcast where we talk about all things EFT, and our goal is to get better at the game, and we hope you come along with us for that journey. This week,
0: we're going to dive right back into some game design. We're pretty excited to talk and expand upon some conversations that the first two episodes of the survey results have created within the XFIL community. And so let's get right into it.
1: Yeah, so this week, we're kind of breaking a rule that we have. And I think it's for a good reason. But we typically try to avoid saying, go do this or go read this, because I think we both find it kind of annoying when someone says, hey, you're about to listen to us talk for an hour, but you better go do this first. And by the way, there's a link and you got to go over here or whatever. So I want to say this, I don't think you need to go do this first, but I did want to draw some attention to a massive back and forth conversation that started happening in the episode feedback of the XP Media Discord related to the previous episodes, the last two really. And there's an amazing conversation that carries on over days, and it started roughly on April 18th. So if you find the rat versus Chad, the casual versus hardcore, the weekend gamer versus the one percent or however you want to acronym or name those types of players, you find those conversations interesting, challenging, or you just don't really know where you fit into that. Go read these conversations. There are some seriously detailed and long responses in this section. And it's just been really insightful to see a bunch of people weigh the game systems, what they really think about the design of Tarkov versus how much they play the game or how they play the game. It's really, really cool stuff. And I guess I just wanted to say that I love to see that interaction, and I just kind of wanted to put it out there so that everyone knows that it's there. And well, (laughs) bear with me for a sec, because I was going to transition into talking about our weeks in Tarkov, but I guess I'm feeling like it's a good time to break some of this down. Just having talked about that and told you guys where to find some of that, but especially on the heels of some of the feedback, I think it's a good time to really break it down and let me explain. Um we've spent a we've spent a fair amount of time talking about how the systems in the game could be further developed from an accessibility standpoint. Uh, We've even made suggestions for sustainability, persistency, whatever you want to call that, and basically our thoughts about what could be added to the game. Key point that it's added to the game is what we've been talking about based on the survey results and some feedback and just our experience. And I guess I've been thinking a lot about how the current game design is working against me logging in. And I'm talking about right now, we're past the halfway point in the wipe. And I want to be clear here. And again, I'm not really planning on going into this, but I'm not down on Tarkov. I'm not quitting Tarkov. I still say almost daily and have regular conversations about how I believe that Tarkov is one of, if not the best gaming experience for at least the first 12 months that I've ever had. And I think for anybody that enjoys FPS, a looter shooter, that kind of things, or would enjoy that. And even for people that don't play that genre and came from something else entirely. Now, with that said, right now, as as I read that episode feedback and as I was thinking about it and applying it to myself, there's not a whole lot driving me to log in right now. And I think in this game design discussion, I think we also need to take a look at the things that are currently in the game that work for and against players actually playing the game. So I I don't know, man. Kind of throwing a curveball your way, but what do you think about that? Well, I'll start
0: off by saying I'm not down on Tarkov in any way either. I still think the game is great. I've had a lot of fun playing it and plan to have a lot of fun playing it in the future. So in no way am I down on it. But I do want to have a honest conversation of where I think that it is. I think that for me, the biggest factor against logging in is, is how you frame this, or my biggest challenge for deciding, okay, tonight I want to play Tarkov over, over something else, right, has come down really to meeting my goals and what happens in a game once you've met your goals. And right now, I feel like I've met my goal, and I did it in such a way that it was a very intense thing. I played a lot of Tarkov. I worked really hard to get to level 40. My goal for this wipe was to unlock all the traders. I got there. I felt as if after I reached that goal, it was difficult to transition into playing the game for fun, because Tarkov as an experience overall is an incredibly stressful progress. And what I mean by that is you are trying to have fun while making decisions which are impactful to your entire Tarkov experience every time you play the game. There is no real casual way to play Tarkov. And for everyone out there, before you send me a message saying it's a hardcore game, don't play it if you think it needs to be casual or, or, you know, save your keyboard strokes. I get that. And I agree with you. But my point is that because of that game design choice that Battle State made. My biggest enemy is right now is that I have gotten to the place where it's very difficult to just play the game for fun when I've spent 40 levels with every action being intentional and every action having the stress of if I do something wrong, it negatively impacts everything I'm trying to do in the game. And that's an interesting place that I think everybody gets. And we should maybe start there. What do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that line is different for everybody. And there's a few key concepts you brought up. One is the seasonality of the game right now. And it it doesn't really matter if they want it to be persistent. It's seasonal right now. So at the end of the day, seasonal games thrive on goals. And I think Tarkov has really good goals in the game if you haven't accomplished them yet. And what I mean by that is if you haven't gotten to level 40 yet, it's a really cool goal, right? I think that's what drove you this wipe, To if I, if I can put my own spin on your experience. Last wipe, you were in the 30s, you were enjoying the game, and this wipe, you were kind of like, well, I want to experience what it's like to be 40 and have all the traders unlocked. That was your goal. Uh, for me, it was getting my case goals, getting kappa, hitting a stash value number, those were the the goals that I set out. And when you haven't done those yet, it makes those things really exciting. And some of those things are battle state driven. They've intentionally put those things in the game. Some of them are just me and how I play or how other players play. And so I think that is a great place to start because I don't necessarily know that it's where they want the game, but it is there right now. And there's just this kind of incredible drive to finish goals, right? If, if you're a reward oriented person, like I'm a very, very competitive player in every game that I play. I don't play single player games, really. I haven't in many years. And the games that I do play single player, they usually have a PvP element. So like you could go back as far as Diablo 2. There was PvP, there was PvE games where you're playing with other players and you're trying to grab the loot faster than they can, right? There's these little competitive things in there. And if I look at my journey this season, right, I started this wipe with high playtime and a pretty hardcore mindset. Like I was going into every raid we talked about, it, man, I was planning out every single raid. I was putting all the items I needed, the tasks that I could accomplish. And I was super intentional about my time in every raid going towards getting more experience and getting my hideout maxed as quickly as I could. And now that I've met all of my goals, plus three goals that I didn't have at the beginning of the wipe, and then I met those after I added them, I'm now an extremely casual player. You use the word fun. I will only log in right now if I can have fun, and I am primarily a solo player. And so. To log in solo and have fun in the game now with really no goals is an interesting concept, and it's one that I haven't experienced in the last 16 months of playing this game. I'm in a weird spot right now. As a competitive gamer, someone who seeks out fair ish PvP, I'm a little bit lost right now. It's a very challenging spot to be in. And it's not bad, but it's the way the game is designed right now doesn't support me logging in to do the things that I consider fun. So I want to ask you a
0: question about that. Is the fun that you have from playing competitive PvP, does that come from it being just that there's a lot of people playing and the maps are full and active? Does it come from that you run into people that are high skilled and you enjoy the challenge of the skill? Does it come from that you're trying to do something unrelated to the PvP that is made more difficult, perhaps artificially, because of the PvP. And that just makes it more interesting than just a run-and-gun type game. Because I, I really want your opinion on this, because we all know that you are very, very good at FPS games. And for you to say that a single-player FPS game isn't fun, I really want to explore that for a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? Because, boy, yeah, I mean, you asked that in a way that I... I'm not 100% sure how to respond out of the gate. I guess I'll break down a couple things. Um, I'll start with my intentional use of the phrase fair-ish PvP. I had a very impactful moment that I shared briefly, either last episode or the episode prior, related to that message I got from the guy in Factory, right? Like, dude, you got me with APSX and an MP7 and I'm just out here tasking. And to me, I seek out fun and reward in the absence of both. I struggle a little bit and it can be really rewarding to win an equally balanced PvP fight. It can be really rewarding to achieve a goal like Kappa. It can be really rewarding to uh, pick an item like a ledex and learn how to farm it myself. those are things that I did this wipe. but. I don't particularly have fun killing people that are significantly lower level, significantly lower gear, and are working on completely different objectives than I am. I love Farming Factory for experience. I love Farming Factory for items and loot and to maintain the way that I like to play the game. But once I met my goals, that message impacted me in a way that I wouldn't have expected because I used to just log into Factory to play it. It doesn't feel great to me to log in and just wipe four dudes that are under level 10. And I kind of feel bad. And I never thought I would say that in Tarkov because I, I used to say, I would honestly, like I'd kill like a level two and I'd be like, welcome to Tarkov, dude. You're here, <laughs> have fun. This is what the game's about. I'm going to chuck your pistol so you get it back. But when a level 27 guy did that and was trying to complete a task, I was like, oof. Like, I don't want to be the reason somebody quits Tarkov. And that's a really weird thing in a game where PvP results in you losing your gear. That's why I him in such a weird spot. So, yeah, I don't... Playing it primarily single player, which is how I enjoy Tarkov, when you remove all of the reward out of progression, which is when I accomplish my goals, the seasonality of the game for me makes me pretty well done this wipe unless I buy a second account and play hardcore, which isn't super interesting to me. I find it fascinating from a consumption standpoint. I like watching hardcore content, people that do hardcore runs. And I haven't tried it, so I can't say completely that I wouldn't enjoy it. But I don't like overly punishing gameplay You know, I don't seek out playing Dark Souls. I never played a massive amount of Diablo 2 on hardcore mode where if you die, your character's dead. That's not the hardcore I like. I guess I tried to explain why the feelings of reward and the feelings of fun have been lessened and in some ways removed from me because of the state the game is in right now and where we're at in the wipe and how much time I put into it to accomplish those goals early on. So I I wasn't trying to dance around your question, but that's where I'm at.
0: I mean, I kind of landed a big one on you. So I'll let you think about it a little bit more because I've got another thought on this. I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on another aspect of this. And I'll go first so you can think about it, because I really am springing this on trigger, just so everybody knows. I think diversity of purpose in Tarkov creates a very unique situation in an FPS game. And you landed last week on this idea that you that this level 27 messaged you. And because you had reached your goals, and because quality PvP is something that you value, and most PvPers Do value that at some point, it wasn't a quality experience and it wasn't rewarding, even though you were successful to kill that person at level 27, right? And I find it super interesting that because of the way the game works and what the game rewards right now and what the game doesn't reward and the environment that the game has and all of that is seems like double talk, but it's not. And where I'm going with this is Tarkov doesn't care whether you're questing, Tarkov doesn't care whether your objective is to just go in and grief people. Tarkov doesn't care about any of that. And it's interesting to me that all of the groups of people at the same time, whether it's the run and gun, extremely active, high playtime people, the super low playtime people who maybe are trying to quest and run and gun a little bit, but all of those people get to a point where the game is not satisfying. And that is, I think a problem of a seasonal game that has a lot of MMO systems in it. And Tarkov needs to make a game choice about being persistent or not persistent, seasonal, not seasonal, however you want to talk about that. But I find that I myself have run into this situation for different reasons, but have gotten to the same places that you're at. at. The very beginnings of my Tarkov journey were extremely frustrating as I was getting better at FPS and getting back into it. But then as I got farther down that journey and got back into it and found my groove again with FPS, I found it to be very unsatisfying at times to run around and sneak up on someone and and kill them. It was great at first. I, I mean, it was fun at first to win because you lose so much at Tarkov in the beginning that just winning sometimes feels great. But It doesn't feel good after a while because at some point, what you want is a fair fight for someone to know you're there and for them to know you're there. And then just to have it come out to be a skill based outcome and not just a, I just happened to see you and shoot you before you even saw me outcome. And there's no way for me to know what happened. I think we're getting to the same place through different ways. And I think that's really interesting because I think a lot of the player base is in either one of these camps.
1: Yeah. And I think that. Like, that's probably where head eyes comes from, right? And why it became so prevalent as a meme or something that said like, oh, he head eyes me, blah, 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 because head eyes really comes out of that like, oh, I didn't even see him and they just one tapped me or oh, my gosh, they were running behind cover and sprayed and he just head eyes me. Right. And it's that desire for a really good PvP encounter. Getting that is it's a very random thing, right? Because you could get on a map where people's objectives are just so opposite, you don't run into people. And so there's a desire for that from the PvP side. And I know that Labs exists in Factory while the Punisher tournament was going on, was a fantastic place for high-end PvP. Now, if you weren't high-end geared, or you didn't know Factory very well, When the Punisher tournament qualifiers were going on, you probably hated Factory. And I respect that because it it was hard for even me as someone who was trying to qualify, who got right on the edge of qualification, but also was still playing in there because I was enjoying the PvP. So it, it is an interesting spot. It has me circling back to something you said and something we've been talking about, this persistence versus seasonal component. And one of the things that I see other seasonal games have or behaviors of the players of current players or people that have played them. Look at Path of Exile. Look at Diablo Three. And anybody that's played those will probably be able to tell you the name of the league in Path of Exile. They'll be able to tell you what season number they played until Diablo Three. Right? They'll be like, Oh yeah, I played in season one, five, and nine. It was yeah, it was like the multi-shot season in Diablo Three whatever. They'll have some some characteristic or some thing that's attached to that season and what happened, it changes a lot in seasonal games, right? And you could look at Tarkov and say, well, the the ammo meta changes or the gun meta changes. And that might be something we all look back at and say, oh yeah, I played during the vector meta, right? Or I played during the HK meta, right? That could be something that Tarkov has looked back on. I don't think that's as impactful of a seasonal difference or season to season difference as you know putting a new set in the game like Diablo 3 does and having it do some completely crazy new thing for each class or like Path of Exile where there's like a global aura or a global change to the entire game that's added but Tarkov could get there so I, I say all of that because Even in those models, there's something that occurs that it kind of goes back to achievements. It kind of goes back to things we do or have talked about. But typically, if you get to a certain point in those seasons or leagues or whatever they are, and you achieve whatever it is, they put a new goal out there or it's the same goal with a different thing, you keep something. Whether it's a stash spot, whether it's the ability to not go through the story mode, you can go straight into the adventure mode or the farming mode. There's something that carries over, even if it's minor, even if it's a pet or a cosmetic or a thing. There's some little tiny persistence that says, I did this or I achieved this, or you can see that I did it. And I look at that and say, well, that's a really neat thing. The more I look at this wipe and where I'm at to bring this back to myself is I don't see how creating another goal for myself is going to give me the fun or rewarding scenario as a solo player. And I want to come back to solo versus squad, because I think that's critical. And I thought about it while we were discussing this. But as a solo player, I don't think that there's enough reward or fun to be had to spend a ton of time in Tarkov for the rest of the wipe. There's still stuff I want to check out. There's still stuff I'm going to do this wipe. But I don't see a massive amount of time going into the game. And I think that's something that, I don't know, maybe I'm alone in this. Maybe other people are feeling the same way. Maybe you're feeling the same way. But I think this is an area that the current design of the game is working against players like me.
0: Well, I'll just relate it back to myself. I find that without a persistent goal or a persistent reason to build upon progress, Tarkov is not as rewarding the third, fourth, fifth time that you do the exact same thing through. And it's not that I don't like the game, because I really love the game actually. Is I find myself just thinking about the next wipe and thinking, man, I'm gonna do the exact same thing again, and before I can really be somewhat competitive with PVP, it's going to take a while to open up some of the more gated things, right? You know in the hideout or whatever. And you can get lucky in Tarkov absolutely, but let's be honest, the majority of the game is not that. It's pretty much a progression line of you eventually have marginally better gear and you can start to win some PVP encounters. But that's a grind to get there. And I find myself thinking If I'm going to go through all of that again just to play the game where I'm at now, what kind of progress am I really going to make? Because if it takes an entire wipe to mostly get back to where you were, this wipe I got back to where I was quicker. And I find myself feeling a little bit empty when it comes to having reasons to play because I'm realizing now how when you get kappa, and I've watched some people get kappa and then never care about it again, there's nothing that matters about getting Kappa the next wipe. You literally, you get nothing for it. You get not even a vanity item or anything that recognizes the effort that you put in. You get nothing that makes you more powerful. There's no advantage like you were just describing in the Diablo seasons or in the you know Path of Exile seasons or whatever. And if this game introduced something that carried over between seasons that acknowledged and recognized and maybe credited you for some of the effort, I think that it would change the gameplay experience and make it better for the high-time players and the low-time players. Because the high-time players, what do they always complain about this time of the wipe? The raids are empty. Where's all the people, the raids are empty. And the low-time players are like, well, I just get mowed down. I'm kind of bored with this. And it's just going to reset anyways. I'll wait till it resets and the gameplay is more equal and everyone's on equal footing again. And so everybody kind of loses in this weird mix of MMO systems and all of this extra stuff combined with a seasonal game. And I just think if Tarkov found a way to slow progression down a little bit, but make the game persistent... and Add some other things, of course. Over time, this could literally be one of the greatest games ever made, and I just wanted to throw that out there.
1: I totally agree, and I think that's why it's still just so awesome, right? I mean, it's it's got the potential to become one of the greatest games of all time. I think it's actually already there, and I think it has the potential to move in to the upper echelon of that, right? Top hundred, top ten, whatever, you know. But as we're kind of wrapping up the thoughts on, you know, seasonal. I I just have to chuckle a little bit, right? Because there is a point during a seasonal game. There's a point during a seasonal game where it doesn't matter what playtime, playstyle, whatever you are. There's a there's a risk of there being nothing left to do. Pestily just tweeted out a few days ago and said, "Well, I got Kappa on my hardcore account. Now what?" <laughs> right? And and I think that was said a little tongue in cheek, right? Like. Of course, he's probably going to create content and keep doing stuff because he has a huge audience. He has a bunch of people that watch. I think that's great. But I also think there's some truth to that. Like, well, I did the probably the hardest thing you can do in one of the hardest rule sets available. You know, I artificially made the game harder and I still accomplished completing all the tasks, which, again, could anybody do that putting enough time into the game? Maybe, maybe. But in a given season, maybe not. Maybe that's maybe that's why he did it, right? Because he has the time to do it. I don't know. But I found that really interesting that even somebody with that much time found the end of their season.
0: The progression in Tarkov to get to your personal goal, whether that goal is something the game gives you or something you make up for yourself, so either hardcore or Kappa or some other point in the game. While you're doing the progression, it's a stressful gameplay, right? Because you Every choice you make, every decision that you make could either negatively impact your goal greatly or, you know, or you win and you marginally create progress towards your goal. It's such an interesting change of mindset that it's almost hard. And I want everyone to think about this because it's it's not something that matters. Whatever you think casual is or whatever you think hardcore is, low time, high time, whatever, it it, it doesn't matter. But whenever you reach the point at which you say, OK, I did it, I beat the game, switching your mindset to just, OK, all of these things that I've had to worry about having gear fear over, I've min-maxed my ammo production, I've min-maxed my hideout, all of these things that have been so intentionally you know, laid out in steps along the way okay, all that's done, let's just go grab random things and play the game. It's like, I don't know how to do that. And I think the level of systems in Tarkov that create success by mastering them and understanding how all of them work together is such a curve that it creates this complex environment that is necessary to master to be good at the game. That by the time you reach your goal, you are playing the game in such a methodical and intentional way, it's difficult to just say, okay, I'm just going to grab this and go just whatever and see what happens. It's hard to just play for fun when you've spent every, you know, making spreadsheets and lists of things that you have to get and seeking out this and doing that. It's like that switch is, I think, in my opinion, right now in the current game design, just a little bit too harsh.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I struggle with it because I know that's what I should do. I know that I should just go meme and get a chaos shotgun and and go shoot, you know, flashbang rounds at people. But I'm like, well, if someone did that to me, I'd be pissed. <laughs> and maybe, maybe that's why some people lean into it and others don't. Because I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't need to go ruin someone else's day in an unfair fight or a mechanic that I don't think is particularly fun or interesting like the flashbang shotguns. And other people may have spent so much time and so much effort and getting to that point that they're like, now I'm going to flex, man. <laughs> like, and I get that. I mean, you kind of earn the right in the model. And in Tarkov, it's set up to be that, right? Everything's gatekept through levels and trader reputation and unlocks. So once you get that stuff, you should use it. I don't think there's a wrong answer there, but I think you're right. I think it is a very harsh, steep cliff, right? And some people get to that cliff and they're like, well, I'm gonna stay up here for a little while and, and hang out at the top of the cliff. And then there's other people like where I'm at where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go down to the bottom of the cliff and, and check out other games and see what they're doing. And you know, this isn't a woe is me. This is a I love creating a podcast. I love creating content as much as I love playing games. Not everybody's up for that. Some people just play games to relax or play games to have fun. So I get that. It's not a it's not a negative thing. But uh, there's just a reality there that in a seasonal game, I guess it's also worth me saying there's also part of me that enjoys being at the end of my season in Tarkov and not having a ton of stuff to do and having probably months worth of time to do it so that I can check out what other games have updated, what other games have done. Right. And it's no secret. I also run a PUBG podcast. So I I've kind of gone back into that. I ignored it for a long time and moved back over there. So it's an interesting place to be.
0: I think, too, that for me, I would recognize that it's harder, I think, for a solo player to make that transition than for a a squad of players to make that transition. It's just harder for a solo player to get out of that mindset of scarcity all the time and then build some margin and to have fun, right? Because, I mean, you almost have to create an experience around having fun so that your goal in the game is okay and met even if you lose. And for a solo player, that's just not how you play Tarkov. Your goal is never to lose or your goal is never achieved when you lose. And I think that it's a good spot to recognize, hey, for a, a people who play in squads where your buddies are ditching your gear, you know, you're getting like 75-80% of it back whenever you die. You just don't experience the same amount of stress as someone who plays almost all the time solo. And that's just that's just true. That maybe has created a little bit of divide in the community where maybe we can maybe bridge that a little bit by recognizing that the squad experience and the solo experience is so different. And it has, each comes with their own challenges, but it's so different that from the solo player's perspective, I think it's easier for them to hit this wall of, I have no more purpose. I don't know how to play this game for fun. I only know how to play it for purpose. I'm just going to be done now. And it's just, it's weird, but I've experienced it myself and
1: I'm not even, I'm not really sure how to get past it. I don't think that you need to get past it. I don't think that there's a problem with that. And that's why I'm going to circle back to this before people are saying like, oh, not playing the game. Oh, they're na-. No, we're not. I think that if you play this for reward, if you play this game for the feeling of reward, if that goes away, it's okay to step back because the hope, what I believe is going to happen in this game is that they will continue to develop not only the length and the depth of the reward tracks that are in the game, but I sincerely hope that they multiply the number of different tracks that you can get reward from. Because when you're getting rewards, the game is fun. When you're having fun in the game, it doesn't mean you're always getting rewards. And there's plenty of times where I've had fun because I got into an awesome encounter while I was trying to go complete a task and, and, something happened or something crazy happened or whatever. I got scared and had to reset. Like there's so much cool chance stuff that happens in this game that I don't think you have to conquer that and shift your mind. I think it's okay to meet your rewards and be done. It's like, I'm thinking about what you said about squads and solo. And that's kind of why I wanted to circle back to that because to your point, I think it is easier if, like, someone on the squad's like, hey, man, meme round, let's go pistols only and charge. That's very, very easy to get behind when you're doing it with other people and whatever. There's something I wanted to
0: circle back on because we, in the past, we have talked about PVE in Tarkov. And I think that there is a place for meaningful PVE that kind of bridges the gap for a solo player for sure and could be interesting for the squads. And I want to break that down a little bit and throw out this idea because there are some people that the minute they hear PVE, they're like, oh, no, bad idea. Get it out of our game. This is a shooter game, blah, 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 blah. And I kind of want to offer some just thoughts on this because one of the things that we do on our show is not we're not trying to be negative very intentionally. And we also, if we're going to talk about a challenge Tarkov has, we want to talk about ways that the challenge can be overcome. How do they fix it, right? I want to throw out this idea of meaningful PVE to you and kind of get your thoughts on it. I think Tarkov needs to have a mode that is a way for a solo player, especially a solo player, we'll address that first, to play the game and zone out and relax. It needs to be something that can provide progression in a way that is not as stressful as the full raid PvP experience with all of the tasks in that full raid PvP experience. There's got to be something. Now, it shouldn't be as rewarding. So before the PvPers send me the messages, stop typing. It shouldn't be as rewarding as the full PvP experience. So I hear that you should be rewarded for playing the game in its complete sense in that way. But Tarkov needs a mode that a solo player can do that the risk of loss is not as high. And you might say, well, don't play the game. Nikita wants it to be a hardcore game. Again, stop typing. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that if you want to have people to kill in your squads, you're going to have to have people not quit the game when they have this weird kind of artificial barrier that they hit in the solo game. And I think that, it needs something like that. And now ideas for what that could be, right? So I think you could play the current maps with only AI on them. Like, think about this. You could play the current maps and if it was full of like scav bosses, let's say there was four scav bosses on say shoreline and you you logged in to an instanced raid and it was just you. And one of the objectives was to go hunt down the scav bosses, right? Or there was PVE objectives on the map something that could be done in a way where it is somewhat predictable, and it's a little bit easier in that sense that it's predictable than having the full PvP experience. However, it still teaches you how to play the game better and could still be rewarding at some diminished amount of XP or whatever you consider to be progress in the game. But something that is, I think, a little bit more relaxing than the full raid experience. That'd be my first thing that I think Tarkov needs to have going forward in order to retain the solo players. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity in that. You know, I think if I could make that personal, I would say one of the things that I would love is something to do in Tarkov where... I don't need to have it in full screen mode and other MMOs have done this for me where there's something I can do to progress while I'm editing or while I'm working on something else or while I'm on a phone call that I don't need to pay a ton of attention to. I think there's quite a few of us in that scenario (laughs) these days. Games like World of Warcraft, for example, I could be running back and forth from The auction house, which is equivalent to the flea market in Tarkov, and crafting or doing things to level other skills. Or I could move my character from one side of the world to the other so that the next time I log into play... I'm ready to go. Now, Tarkov has some of that with inventory management, but it's not the same, right? There's nothing that I can do from a relaxing standpoint. Like, I don't want to say pause mode, but like, yeah, like a, a PVE experience where, yeah, you, you could go into a raid they could do something there. And, and my mind goes to the reward side and how they balance that. And I don't think that the reward would have to be big at all. And it could even be limited. It could be limited to say you can do this as much as you want, but you will only be able to get loot out of it one time a week. And that loot may not include this list of items, right? It You may not be able to get labs cards, class six armor, class five, whatever those lines are. And maybe barter items don't spawn. Maybe it's purely a way to get guns and armor. And there's a, a tier of them or certain things you can't get, or they can't spawn with certain attachments, or right? It still would require some investment on the player to make it really valuable, but it could teach things there. Again, just options. I don't know why this wouldn't be something they do at some point, because again, I have no idea where enemies get their stuff right now. I don't know if they were level one, they're amazing at the game, and they logged in today to start their account. They went to reserve, dominated some raiders and some players, and then they came and just dumpstered me, right? I, I don't know where they get their gear. And frankly, I don't really care. <laughs> if someone kills me, it's usually something I did at this point <laughs> versus, versus, you know, the game mechanics or the ammo or whatever else. Like I have enough awareness and map knowledge now that I just don't really care what the other person has. I don't think adding in mechanics or slightly modifying what's already in the game to give a single player experience would really be negative at all. You know, maybe it's maybe it's you can move task progression in one raid per week per map. I don't know. Right. We're talking about progression and rewards. What if you could do two tasks per week in offline raids, but there were certain ones that you couldn't do, right? They're PVP tasks. Has to be done in full raid scenario, but maybe decontamination, where you have to kill 40 scavs on interchange. Does that really need to be with PvP on? I personally don't think so. I don't think that task is teaching you to PvP. I think it's teaching you to avoid it and learn how to hunt and farm a bunch of scavs from close distance. I don't think adding in the PvP nature or other PMCs running around really adds a lot to what that task is trying to teach you. I could be wrong you may think differently. I'm just thinking that it wouldn't take a whole lot of effort to take that system exactly how you explain it, Ronald, and and tweak it so that it wouldn't be overpowered and farmable, but it would be truly another experience that some people might enjoy entirely on its own. I'm going to give you another idea.
0: What about interactive PVE scenario-driven story stuff that's repeatable? Like, for example, uh, In MMO games like World of Warcraft, they'll have repeatable content that has triggers in it. So you play a map that everybody plays, and while you're playing it, different events are triggered as you complete objectives in the map. The whole point of it is to have an entirely different system utilizing all of the mechanics and everything that's available in the game. Like, I'm just making this up off the cuff, but think about it like this. Think about you end up on a uh, you start this scenario driving in a Jeep or in a truck or something, and you end up crashing into one of the gates and customs. and And it starts with you crashing into the gate. And it's like, okay, the first thing you have to do is you have to fight your way to big red and uncover this one objective. And you may have four AI people with you or something like that. And You have to support or you have to do something in the objective that's cooperative. And then you 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 work your way through a story. Maybe you have to rescue a hostage at the top of one of the buildings, or maybe you have to go defuse a bomb inside of dorms or something. But the point is that it is about utilizing what's in the game now and using mechanics that are not primarily focused on PvP. To create a story scenario that's really interesting and that could be repeatable, and that maybe you only get any kind of meaningful progress to your character once a week out of it. Or maybe you don't, you're not able to pull any loot out of it at all, but it gives you experience. Because at a certain point, experience doesn't really make any difference. If you just get experience without any kind of loot, it doesn't make any difference. It just unlocks the traders in the in the flea market. But if you could get experience from doing A scenario like that, I mean, that's a huge thing. Or maybe a third option would be in a scenario like that, when you died, you didn't lose your stuff. The whole point of it was to give you a way to get experience without having the risk of losing everything that you had. You know, and some people would choose to do that for a while. If you're in a rut in Tarkov, it's a great way to get out of the rut. Because ruts are self-fulfilling. I mean, go look listen back to previous ep- episodes of the Exo. We've talked about this. When you're in a rut, you tend to play worse, and it's self-fulfilling. And you kind of spiral down, right? Everyone's gone through it in Tarkov. And it might be a way to avoid that. And I think that that kind of an option would keep people more engaged. It definitely would keep me more engaged. So maybe it's just something that I want. What do you think about
1: that? I hate it. <laughs> And I'm not saying that I hate that it would be something in the game. I hate guardrails, right? And I've experienced this in so many games, right? There was an expansion of World of Warcraft that when you started that expansion, it was so linear and so story driven that there were literally barriers that you can't go outside of because (laughs) you're not like working on the progression. And until you finish that, you didn't have any really freedom. And then even when you did finish it, they implemented it so that you would do like two quests and then that would unlock the next little hub and the next little hub, and the next little hub. And I call that guardrails. I don't particularly enjoy that. However, I know that gaming is founded on that. Gaming is founded on stories and storytelling. I like storytelling through gameplay and encounters with other players. It's what I fell in love with. It's what I love now. It's what fascinates me about games. That said, certain tasks, certain quests, certain PvE things have burned into my mind some of the most memorable things that I've ever done in Tarkov, in Warcraft, in Mario 3, one of my first all-time favorite games. So personally, I don't like guardrails. I don't like linear story tracks. I don't play single-player games. I don't see any reason why that couldn't or shouldn't exist in Tarkov because it already has the bones and the structure to do it. And I think there are a tremendous number of players who would feel reward and fun. I'm just not one of those in that scenario. And I think that's okay. Yeah, I remember uh,
0: Call of Duty Modern Warfare a long time ago had a great PvP experience and that also had an interesting single player experience. And it was guard railed, but you were like playing a movie almost. Now, that's not what I'm talking about with Tarkov. I'm talking about like literally (laughs) half hour or less, 30 minute or less designed experiences that maybe have the ability to have one of three objectives, right? And so... During the initial phase of it, you figure out what your objective is, and then you go and you you try to do that somehow with a PvE encounter that is that is some kind of story-driven or something. And it's not for everybody, right? Like, if you are a PvP sweatlord like Trigger, you're not going to want that. So let me give you what would be interesting for someone like Trigger. What if there was a mode, a raid mode, that had MMR, and you could guarantee... That you were queuing against people that had uh, similar KD, similar amounts of raids in, similar amounts of hours played. Level in Tarkov really doesn't mean anything for the you know, reasons we talked about experience. But what if you could guarantee like you were in a bracket and you were playing against people that had a KD of 10 or higher? You were gonna get in and you were gonna sweat lord it out with all the all the sweaty sweat lords. You know, I mean, if you live for PvP, and you really do want a fair scenario? That's going to be a bunch of you and your best friends. I would hate that, but that's something that you know. If if that's if that's what really keeps you playing the game, then I think that they could put that in there for somebody else, not me, and it would be really interesting. So,
1: well, <laughs> and I want the record to show for those of you audio only listeners that all of. All of Ronald's tone changes were all based on what he was seeing on the video cam of me reacting very enthusiastically to what he was saying. Because, and and not every PvPer is like this, right? In Tarkov, the way it's set up right now, the game design, is that if you put the time and you have enough success, you end up getting ahead of other players. There's no way around that. There's times where you're just going to run into somebody who is way less experienced, way less geared than you are, and you kind of dominate them. Sometimes, sometimes they've got a hunter and head you. Happens. That's really what makes PvP encounters cool in Tarkov is that, you know, I don't necessarily enjoy or find a ton of reward in being on the high level scale of that and then killing a new player. That's not super rewarding for me. However, the new player kills me because of a well-placed shot. They're gonna feel wonderful. And that's that's sort of the allure and amazing part about Tarkov is that all of us can exist on the map and find ways to enjoy this game. So I agree with you. I, I enjoy fair PvP, or at least, you know, uh <laughs> fair opportunity. You know, some may capitalize on it better, some may uh <laughs> some some may fail horribly, or their strategy is not as good, or whatever else. But the arena or it, there there's things that they've talked about that could be exactly what that is. And again, I don't expect everyone to see PvP the way I do. And there's some people that want to play Tarkov as it is now and run in with their Class 6 and kill anyone they encounter and they don't care what level or whatever they are. And if you enjoy that, I think that's great. It's just not what I seek out in a long-term game. All of this said, if Tarkov found a way to become persistent in the near future, A lot of this stuff that we're talking about just flips on its head, right? Because if I never had to grind Kappa again and they were releasing content that wasn't just in the forms of new guns or new maps, but there was new reward tracks and new things to go earn, all of this discussion, for me at least, changes radically, I think, because it's that one chunk, it's that one piece that if they, if they do that stuff right, and they give meaningful rewards and meaningful things to chase down, I'm, I may not want to play other game.
0: And wait, there's more. What if there was game modes where it was all about mechanics? Because one of the things that some PVPers do is to kill one person, they'll unload an entire clip of, you know, APSX into you. What if there was a PVE mode that was about efficiency and aiming, and it rewarded you for being able to aim and take out the most amount of PVE scabs or whatever with the least amount of ammo and be the most efficient. And it just rewarded your skill, not just your ability to hold down the left mouse button and empty your MP7 into somebody one person at a time. I think that there's things that even PVPers might find interesting. There's lots of ideas out there. The last one I'd throw out there would be I think Tarkov needs to build in a ladder system for either solo for solo queuing and for any kind of squad queuing because You got to have a way to rank because right now I think if Tarkov had a ladder system that everyone started off at zero and it used your stats in some way to create a leaderboard or create a stat board that was meaningful in game. And I don't have all the details of this flushed out, so it's going to be easy to poke holes in this. But I have played RTS games that have had ladder systems that were really, really interesting because it was very easy to see what progression looked like. And in the age of Twitch, if you had a ladder system and you found people at the top of the ladder that had game replays or they were streamers or whatever, you would see what success looks like. And success is not always just dumpstering people because that's not always the way to win a hard encounter because you could dumpster a bunch of level 10s and then run into trigger and he's going (laughs) to just wail on you. And that's why I think if Tarkov had a way to rank people in game based upon skill and what you think skill is, I don't know how we would ever agree. So, I mean, that would be a challenge for it.
1: And I recognize that. But I I believe that it needs that. What do you think about that? That one's challenging for me because I watched, I guess it depends if it's opt-in or it's just there because I watched PUBG try to implement a opt-in rank system and it almost, I'm not even going to say it almost killed the game. The, the game isn't dead. It In North America, it put a huge, huge emphasis on just how split the player base was or who was interested in it and who wasn't. And it got to the point where people didn't even queue enough for the ranked modes to go in there. And that was an opt-in scenario where you queued into rank to get that. And a lot of games have that. So I don't know, man, i am I'm not sold on that. I don't, I think that if I look at, uh, again, the closest thing I could relate it to is PUBG, and, and there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't even correlate, but I would look at that as one of the worst decisions they made to split out the different player bases in the base game. I think that adding in separate modes or areas or scenarios or PvP encounters, but you always have the base game as the base game where everybody has to interact to do certain things. I think that's a core design element that I've seen other games fail at. And so maybe, maybe if they release Arena and there's a ladder attached to that for PvP, sure, why not, right? You could use a basic formula like most games have, just a simple MMR, where you gain points and lose points when you win and lose. And over time, that develops into a skill bracket. Whether you think that that skill rating assignment is accurate or not, It's pretty widely developed from a PvP standpoint. As far as, you know, the other things that... How do you tell if you're skilled in Tarkov? It's such a hard question to answer. So I don't know how they would do it in a dynamic and all-inclusive sort of way. I think it would have to be tied to the various modes, right? So I love the concept of a skill or trial or some kind of thing where you can go in, whether single or squad, and do time trials or accuracy trials or speed trials. That would be a really cool ladder system, right? Like who's got the top, you know, headshot percentage or overall accuracy rating or whatever. So in the various modes or things they could end up adding to the game, I would love to see ladders or rankings or things like that. But to the overall game and the base mode of Tarkov, which is PvP enabled, you lose your stuff. The way we play the game now, I don't know that ranking helps anybody. So
0: let me expand on that a little bit, because while you were talking, I was just thinking about how other games that have PvP, other genres that have PvP other than FPS, and there are other PvP games that are not holding a gun and shooting, just for whoa, everybody out whoa, there. whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> whoa. Other PvP genres introduce skill-based things, okay, or skill-based objectives. And Tarkov could do that as a way to keep people who have gotten Kappa, you've killed your kill 100 times, you have your tracksuit, you've done all the things that battle states put in there to keep you occupied already. This could be a way that it would be more than just you stomping around in a level six, griefing that level 27, trying to get his task done. If you're saying, okay, I'm the tip of the spear of the Tarkov player community, I want to make sure that I'm also at the top of the leaderboard for headshots, or I'm also at the top of the leaderboard for efficiency in this type of gun or that type of gun. And we talk about like memeing and things like that. What if there was a leaderboard for every type of gun? Like the best pistol person, Dottie. If there was the best shotgun person, you know, the best DMR person, whatever, right? What if there was a leaderboard for every type of gun and based upon some agreed upon stat? If they had that, people would still be playing because there wouldn't really be an end. The first part of the game would be setting up your economy, basically. And then it would be all about dominating the leaderboards and climbing and getting better all at the same time.
1: I think it just depends, right? Opt in, opt out, depends on which way they go. I think that those types of leaderboards can be very successful because they could even do those on a monthly rotational basis, right? And I've seen games do that where they have seasons and then they have leaderboards that reset on smaller intervals. And what that allows you to do is... Not everyone can play for a six month season and play the whole time, right? Or play hardcore the whole time. But maybe in May, you know, maybe maybe my kids are don't have a lot going on yet and work slows down and I have a lot of playtime and I want to grind a leaderboard in May it gives you the opportunity to do that. So I could see something like that working. I love leaderboards for that reason, especially if they're just sort of there and applied and they're not like you can go seek them out. Ranked mode is a really interesting thing because there is something called ranked fear, right? There's people that will not queue into ranked in a lot of games and there's studies that have been done on it. Typically, when ranked modes are introduced, it's like 7% of the player base will even try it. So I don't know. Leaderboards and Ranked is a very, it's a very like eSport thing, right? And I don't know that Tarkov is an eSport kind of game. I, (laughs) I just don't know. Some of that stuff would be really good for content creators. It would be really good for just players that only play Tarkov and love the game and are really good at an aspect and want to try to be the tip of the spear. For someone like me, I don't know that I would grind a leaderboard or try to do that but having the option to do it is kind of neat. They already collect a boatload of data in the statistics screen. I just don't see how it would be a huge development implementation to do something like that. Maybe it's massive and I just don't know how, how that works, but I I think that's a valid and interesting thing to look at because the last game that I had that available to me was PUBG. They went from a leaderboard system to a time played point earned system back to a ranked system. And some of the most fun that I had in the game was when leaderboards were on for everybody and you could go check your progress. Yeah. And this was in the peak of the game. So like you win a game and you'd go check and you jumped up like 500,000 places. That was kind of cool. So I don't know. I'm back and forth on it because I've seen ranked done poorly. I've seen it done really well. I've seen MMR work. I've seen MMR absolutely butchered. And from an accessibility standpoint, competitive players, when they come into a system where they're like, oh, I have to grind ranked that can keep people out. And it can also make players look at it and say, well, I could care less about ranking. I don't want to be ranked. I don't want my stats shown anywhere. Those players may decide they don't want to be involved in that. So I don't know. I, a fascinating question. I, I would be curious what everyone thinks about that because I'm, I'm just flat torn on it.
0: A long time ago, before there was content creators in a land far, far away in gaming, there was rank modes. And you could opt in, you could opt out for the very reason that you're saying. And people's impressions of games were not made or heavily influenced by other people playing the game. I have ground to a very high level and competitive PvP in games that there was no content creation at the point when I was playing these games, and the rank mode was something you could opt into, and you didn't have to play it was not at all something that was required. But if you wanted to, if you wanted to throw your skills out there against the other players that were the best, you could absolutely do it. One of the things that I remember was the way that they handled ranking, because you could play in a group. So you could play as a team of up to four, four on four. And it didn't matter if you won as a team of four, if you won as a team of one, your ranking was all individual. You were weighted for different points based upon your participation, you know, so you couldn't just be carried. You know, all of that was considered and it was a little bit of a complicated system that got there. But it can be done, I think, in Tarkov. I think it's really interesting because we approach this from two completely different perspectives. I wasn't thinking about it from a content creation perspective. I was thinking about it from a, a completely different environment that content creators wouldn't influence. It would just be totally what the gamer wanted outside of that. But that's not really the way some people view the game.
1: No, I I don't think it's mutually exclusive. I really don't. I think that both could work within that. And I think that's why it's interesting to me is that it doesn't favor one or the other. Now, somebody with more time to play the game, you know, and there's different types of content creation, right? There's people that make guides. There's people that make cinematic experiences. There's people like us that do podcasting that aren't related to directly playing the game all the time. And then you've got Twitch and YouTube streamers and Facebook, whatever. They may have an advantage on leaderboard type stuff, which is why the ones that measure skill would be very interesting and not just necessarily time played. There would be some time played ones, I'm sure. It would be cool to see who's killed Killa the most times this wipe. That would be interesting for me to see. I would have zero interest in competing on that ladder. But it would be really cool to see in the month of April who's killed Killa the most times. That would be a fascinating race to tune into. To me, as a consumer of content, not as somebody who would want to go do it, right? But for... Who's killed the, the most number of level 50 or higher PMCs or who has the highest KD against level 50 or higher PMCs this month? That's one that I've, I may choose to participate in because it's not necessarily a time plate thing, but it's a strategy thing that's not only based on how many you kill, but how you survive. Right. So you could kind of pick and choose if you wanted to be in it. But some of those leaderboards would be fascinating to watch the stories unfold, right? And some, you know, like I can just picture some of the, some of the content creators I enjoy watching going after some of those leaderboards and, and some of the little rivalries that would come out of it. To me, that would be an interesting thing to, to watch.
0: See, it's interesting to me because I think that when people who are getting into FPS, they say, well, I'm having trouble making my shots. What do they get told? Go try this aimbot website. And go go work on your flick gaming. Go go try that, and you get better at you know moving your cursor across the screen and then hitting what you're trying to hit. Right. So wouldn't you want to know? Okay, how how do I know if I'm aiming better? Because you can still kill people, but you're aiming. You're aiming may not be getting better. I I would want to know. I'm I'm using twenty percent less ammo now. Thirty percent less ammo now. My shot accuracy is going up by. By this and that And how do I compare To the rest of the people I think that There is a tangible way For maybe people That aren't at the skill level That you're at (laughs) To measure their progress In Tarkov In a meaningful way That would even keep them More engaged in the game That some of this would create Now obviously There's going to be toxicity And everything And I don't even know How people would use it To be toxic But they would And you just have to ignore that
1: Bro what's your headshot percent
0: (laughs) Yeah exactly And, 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 you know, even if they could look it up, it doesn't it, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, you just use it for yourself. And I find it so interesting because I, I come up with these ideas because my opinion of a game is not influenced by a content creator. I could care less what other content creators think. I play a game because I want to, and I either like it or I don't based on the merits of if I think it's fun. And thus saith Ronald, the end. <laughs> and so I think it's really interesting because I think a lot of this stuff could actually help people understand their progress that they're making at Tarkov. And again, there's lots of holes in it. This was just a raw thought during the episode.
1: So it was a raw thought at the beginning of the episode that led us on this crazy trail. And, you know, I think that's an important distinction you made that analyzing why or what you find valuable within Tarkov is a very, very important thing to do. You know, we talk a lot about how to get better at Tarkov, but I think this conversation, if you're looking for how to apply it, I would say look at what gives you enjoyment and satisfaction or fun or reward out of the game. Right? You just heard Ronald say that his is not tied to the opinion or how some other people play the game. And I actually share that. But I do enjoy listening to others' opinions and watching others play Tarkov. And and Ronald wasn't saying he doesn't. He's talking about his own enjoyment of a game. And the funny part for me Is I actually, there's games that I'll never play, but I really like to watch. There's things in games that I would not enjoy doing myself, but I like watching other people do them. I don't have a ton of time to do that these days, but there are games that I enjoy through the lens of other people. But I think as it comes to my gaming time and the games that I play, I measure against this idea of satisfaction, reward, and fun all the time. And if it's not there in a game for you, it's okay. And if you have a problem with me not playing a ton of Tarkov right now, I think you need to check yourself because, you know, I'm thinking if, you know, if the squad is playing Counter-Strike tonight, you probably are too. And that's okay. <laughs> you know, it's you just need to make sure that you know you're not holding yourself to playing a game that you're not enjoying or not getting a reward out of because that's going to cause you to burn out and that's just something that I'm committed to not doing because there's a lot of work to be done on this game. There's a lot of ways this game could go. And I look forward to that sincerely because there may be a wipe in the future that I'm like, eh, that doesn't mean I don't like Tarkov. There, there could be a new season of Diablo 3 that I haven't played in over 10 seasons that for some reason they do something that catches my eye and it's time to go. And then I get to experience all 11, 12, 13 seasons worth of progress that game has made. And that's kind of cool. That's how seasonal games work. If Tarkov goes persistent, well, then I don't lose progress ever. So if I decide to go play a game for three months, four months, and come back to Tarkov, I'm right where I was. And I don't lose anything. It never gets taken away, right? So either model, either way they go, they can be successful. And I'm excited to see what they do. So. I say all that because I don't want someone to hear me wrong and hear it negatively because I I really do think there's a lot of positive going on around this game, even when, you know, we spend a lot of time discussing Bitcoin and the negative effects or perceived negative effects it has on people's game over the last few weeks. So fascinating stuff. I love this conversation. I wanted to end on an application or what you can do to, to measure your own game, because it's easy to get lost in opinion and, and not really look at look at gameplay. So that's what I got.
0: Man, what a what a great quick thought we had.
1: <laughs> super quick, man. Super quick.
0: So super quick. Well, that's about it. The green bars start in a flash, which means we are moments away from disappearing. But before we do, uh, thank you to everyone who has listened to this point. If you'd like to get a hold of me, you can find me in Discord. I encourage everyone to join Discord. 2,000 plus people in there, very active, talking about all things Tarkov, PUBG, World of Warcraft, bunch of other games among us. Just hanging out, having a good time. Come join Discord. Link is in the show notes. If you're on YouTube, uh, it's in the description uh, down below. You can take me in a message or, or MTB at any time. That's how we primarily talk with people. You can always send an email to the show at xpmedia2020 at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RonaldGaming. And finally, you can uh, catch me a couple times a week hanging out in Twitch at twitch.tv mtbtrigger while we watch Trigger play games and uh, have a good time hanging out there.
1: Yeah, like Ronald said, you can find me on Twitch at mtbtrigger, also on Twitter and Discord under the same handle. Um, I usually stream on Twitch, usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the afternoon central time. But every now and then you'll catch me uh, throw in an extra evening stream if I have time to do so, or if I have an opportunity to play with another creator that has a different time slot than me. But uh, recently that's been Wednesday nights. It's happened a few times recently, but uh, normally, it's early afternoons, a couple days a week when the schedule allows. But uh, yeah, at MTV Trigger, that's how you can find me. Sounds good. Well, that's about
0: it for this week, everybody. Good luck with all of your raids this week and whatever game you're playing. Hopefully, it's a little bit of Tarkov. Go out there and have a good time. We'll catch you in the next one.
1: See everybody. Thank you.